Miss Loring will give you a piece of heavy cloth to wrap the gauze. Yes, ma'am, said Celia. She was noticing that Mrs. Thorley had quite a lot of hairs on her upper lip. A kiss from her would be scratchy, like a kiss from a man who needed a shave. After breakfast, continued Mrs. Thorley, you will open the parlor. Celia wondered if her voice had always been as deep as it was now. Imagine such a voice saying I love you to a man. Mrs. Thorley rumbled on. There will probably be more visitors than usual because of the new displays. I announced in the Gazette that they could be seen today. Yes, ma'am, said Celia. Several ladies have left orders for gauze caps, said Mrs. Thorley. So if anyone asks you, say the gauze has arrived. Yes, ma'am. And oh, please, Mrs. Thorley. Celia's eagerness cracked through her effort to be sweetly respectful. But before she could go on, Mrs. Thorley interrupted with astonishment. What is it, Miss Garth? Please, ma'am, can I make one of those caps? I can do beautiful stitching on gauze, really I can, if you'll just let me show you. Miss Garth, you have your work assigned to you, said Mrs. Thorley. She was not angry. Her voice merely had its usual determination. She asked, Have you finished sewing the buttons on those shirts for Captain Rand? No, ma'am but I can sew on the buttons in the evenings after supper. I won't mind the extra time. Please let me. Go on with the work you have been given, Miss Garth. Now, if you need any help in the parlor today, tell Miss Loring. Yes, ma'am, said Celia. It was no use. They were not going to let her prove herself. All they would give her was work so simple that she could have done it when she was six years old. Sewing on buttons. That is all, Miss Garth, said Mrs. Thorley. Celia curtsied. Mrs. Thorley turned to her desk, opened a ledger, and set to work on her accounts. The light from the window showed up the hairs on her lip. I don't believe he enjoyed kissing her, Celia thought. She went upstairs to the sewing room. This was a large room, well lighted, with plenty of space for the twenty seamstresses who worked here. Mrs. Thorley was not especially tender-hearted, but she knew that people did better work if they were comfortable. A Negro housemaid was dusting, and a man was emptying the trash boxes where the girls threw scraps of cloth too frayed or too soiled to be of further use. These would go to the Gazette for papermaking. Nothing at Mrs. Thorley's was ever wasted. The girls were not at work yet, but the two supervisors, Miss Loring and Miss Perry, were already busy. Miss Loring sat by a table, writing. Miss Perry was bustling around, pulling curtains and opening and shutting drawers. Celia went to the table and stood there politely until Miss Loring looked up to say, Yes, yes, what is it? Miss Loring was thin and tense. She always looked as if she had more things to do than she could possibly get done. Already, though she had not been dressed for more than twenty minutes, her hair was coming down, and her cap was crooked on her head. Celia wondered if Miss Loring had ever been kissed. Probably not. Some of the girls said Miss Loring had once had a beau, but he had died. Celia did not believe them. It just did not seem possible that any man could have felt romantic about that scrawny fuss budget. Celia asked for the wrapping cloth. Cloth, said Miss Loring. She scowled as if she had never heard the word before. Then she remembered. Oh, yes, yes, for the gauze, in just a minute, but... She held out the slate she had been writing on. This is the list of people who have appointments today. I'll put it in the drawer of your table. She tapped her fingers on the slate and turned her head toward Miss Perry. Oh, Matilda, will you hand me that cloth right there on the shelf by you?
Miss Perry was a round, chubby little woman with a shiny pink face. Saying, Please to oblige, she trotted over with the cloth, a piece of heavy, unbleached muslin compactly folded. Thank you, Miss Perry, said Celia. I'll go now. Miss Perry patted Celia's arm, smiling brightly. She looked like a middle-aged cherub. Well, well, we're going to have a nice walk before breakfast, aren't we? Celia said, yes, ma'am. She wondered how it felt to be like Miss Loring and Miss Perry, old maids who weren't ever going to have any fun. Well, she wouldn't be like that. Exciting things were going to happen to her because she intended to see to it that they did. She ran downstairs and came out on the front steps. Oh, it was lovely outdoors. The time was a little before six and the sun had not quite risen, but you could tell it was going to be a shining day. The street was pearly in the morning light. Celia smelt a whiff of joy.